Welcome to Grow With Soul, a simple marketing podcast by me, Kate Ferris, a creative business and marketing coach living in the mountains in North Wales. Grow With Soul is for creatives who either have their own business or who dream of having their own business and who want to grow slowly, sustainably and soulfully in their work and in their life. So welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Hello and welcome to episode 106 of Grow With Soul. Today I want to talk about pivoting and specifically getting going with a pivot. A common theme of my conversations over these first few months of 2021 has been rerouting, pivoting, changing things up, shifting. It seems that the last year has naturally had many of us reassessing what we do and not only wanting to make our businesses more stable but also wanting our lives to be different. I seem to be having less and less conversations about growth at all costs and more and more about how work slots into a more truthful and fulfilling life. And for many of us these feelings naturally lead us to needing and wanting to pivot. Pivoting your business is a funny old thing that affects people very differently. It can be something that you approach with fear and trepidation, worrying about endless catastrophic outcomes, like what if people hate it? What if everyone leaves? What if it's the wrong thing and I never make any money ever again? Or it may be that you just put aside a week to crack it, thinking, you know, it's nothing more than a new content plan and a little rejig of the website. And then it hits you that really it runs much deeper. And this is not just a pivot of your business, but your whole identity. As with everything in running a business, it's all the emotional stuff that bulldozes you and leaves you stuck between the business that isn't right anymore and the one you're not quite brave enough to step into. And I say this with my hand very high in the air because at the time of recording, that's exactly where I am, right on the cusp of the pivot. I know that the old version of Simple and Season is no longer a right fit and I have said goodbye to it in my head and yet I've not said hello to the new version yet not quite been able to make the room to really work on it, not quite been able to step up and into what it might be. Because as much as I know I've outgrown the current shape of the business, the new one doesn't fit yet and I'm just not sure whether I can pull it off. And so I've been distracting myself and staying in stasis and not quite getting anywhere. So in this episode, I wanted to focus on the start of the pivot, that period where you know you want to, you know you've got to, but you've no idea where to start. Because once you do start, there's a certain amount of momentum that can carry you, but getting that momentum is the tough bit. So let's start with when I knew I needed to start to pivot. There is never a single moment when you know but there are catalysts or there are spotlights that shine the light on the knowledge that's building without you even noticing for some time. I remember back in February, I'd had a day of calls that were very, very 
business focused about growth and about strategy and channels. And after my last call of the day, a voice just appeared in my head saying very, very clearly, not this. There had been nothing wrong with the calls. They had been very valuable and productive and I enjoyed them. But what the not this voice was saying was, this isn't it. This isn't your highest work. This isn't it. What the not this voice did was bring into my consciousness why my business had felt like sitting on an uncomfortable chair for a few months. It was doing the job, but I wasn't sitting comfortably in it. It wasn't a home where I could spread out and luxuriate and enjoy myself. I had been, for a while, perched on the edge waiting for something better. As I began to pull on these threads, the whole ball of yarn began to unravel and I saw all the uncomfortable seats that I'd been sitting on over the last year. I realised that I had a pattern. So there would be rising dissatisfaction with the direction of my work, then getting excited about creating something new, launching it convinced it was the answer to all the dissatisfaction, gliding along happily until the novelty wore off, and then back to the rising dissatisfaction again. I think we can sometimes stop ourselves from pivoting because we worry we're just doing it on a whim and what if we regret it? But following the breadcrumbs backwards through time showed me that the not this voice wasn't a whim, but more my intuition getting so frustrated with me not picking up on all of the signs that it just had to tell it to be straight. The pivot needed to happen because it was already a year overdue. Which isn't something that I'm beating myself up over. I don't regret at all anything that I've done or not done because it all had to happen for me to truly understand what's next. I had to be ready consciously as well as subconsciously. All those previous moments were building blocks to lift me to where I am now. But it is something I'm holding non-judgmentally in my awareness, a pattern of putting a sticking plaster offering rather than, you know, really going there exists. And this time around, I'm not doing sticking plasters. You may not have had a not this voice or anything that is giving you clear direction. You may just have that uncomfortable chair feeling. You may have nothing you can put into words about how how or why you want to do this apart from a feeling that won't go away that as much as you try to ignore it you can't not know what it's really telling you to do and this is enough there isn't going to be a moment of certainty with the clouds parting and the message yes do this thing written in lights you already know and that is enough so step one Now that you can no longer pretend to yourself and you are tentatively committed to making a change, there's a new question. What the hell do I do now? (laughs) For me, I know the easiest thing I could have done was to start making a new offering, but then that would have just been repeating the old pattern and I would have been back here again in four months time. We want to take action really quickly and we reach for the action that's closest which is always the one that we know how to do. 
But when you're pivoting, the actions that are within reach are not the ones that are going to take you where you want to go. Instead, the first step of the pivot is to do nothing. It's to start getting comfortable with the idea of making a shift so that you can be open to ideas and options that you would never have considered possible. It's paying attention to the resistance that is coming up. Resistance is inevitable and it's not something to be avoided. It's just part of the process and we'll show you exactly what you need to understand if you're going to make this happen. It's allowing ideas to percolate in a no-pressure environment. As soon as you sit down to have the big idea that's going to solve all your problems, your creativity will just shrivel up. It's reconnecting to or adjusting the two whys of your business, the impact you want to make and the life you want to have, so that they're at the surface and that they're able to serve as a North Star. We want so badly to rush into action because it's uncomfortable to not know. As long as we can say we're doing something, we get to feel like we're good, productive little bees who have it all sorted. But we need to coexist with the discomfort so that we don't rush and so that we can go deeper into what might truly be right. Discomfort can feel like a lake and we're convinced it will drown us and we cling desperately to the rocks and the branches at the edge. But really, if you lean back and you spread your arms wide, just let it go into it, you'll find that if you let it, the lake will hold and support you. You just need to let go. Step two, you know it's time to get out of the lake when you know the only reason you're still in it is because you're afraid to start taking the actions you now know you need to take. So this has been my experience. I have been floating around on the lake, the sun on my face, and my thoughts have been wandering into areas I never thought possible for me. I've been redefining what a coach's business model can be while thinking about how I want my work to fit into my life. And then going further and thinking how I really want it to fit into my life. So for example, I can think about wanting to have more space and and work fewer hours. But what I really want is to work four days a month. Four days a month, which is obviously ludicrous. But is it? My time in the lake has been spent getting comfortable with what's ludicrous and imagining it as something that's possible and not just possible that I could make happen. All these wandering thoughts float like wisps of cloud in front of my eyes and they're starting to knit themselves together but I know they can't become a fully formed business model on their own. I know the wisps are all the open exploration can give me and it's time to get out of the lake and get to work. But getting out of the lake means admitting to yourself that you're doing this. It means believing that you deserve to. It means making the time. It means stepping into something you don't have proof you can do. And the lake is so nice. (laughs) But when you know your reasons for staying are excuses, and when you drill into each of them, fear is at the bottom, it is time to get out of the lake. Once you're out of the lake, though, you're not straight into the detail. You don't start painting the window frames of your house before you've even done the groundwork. So that's the next step. 
pulling the wisps into a temporary structure you can start working with before you know more clearly how you want to firm it up. Setting some timelines, planning out some tasks that need to happen to ground this in reality and give you some accountability, confronting the worries that are coming up and gently helping ourselves through them, repositioning your brand, your why, your messages, your key stories, what you write about, what you talk about, what your value is, so that you can feel sure in yourself and confident to start work on the detail. Step three, the only way to know is to do. You can sit behind a curtain for months on end planning the perfect, perfect thing, only to put it out into the world and realise that actually it's not it at all. So the best thing to start to do is your content. Rather than immediately launch a new website or a new offering, start to test the water with your content. Because with content, the expectation and the risk is lower. Mix up what you post on Instagram. Start experimenting with those new messages in your blog posts. Try out that different tone of voice. This isn't about testing how the content is received for many reasons, but also because anything that's a change is gonna take a little longer to get traction anyway, so that's not a great test of how it's received. But more importantly, it's about testing how you feel. Does this shift still feel like the uncomfortable chair? Have you gone far enough? Is there something else you still want to say? Or on the other hand, are you missing some of the old stuff you used to talk about? This is experimental, non-judgmental self-awareness that helps you to know more clearly. Then, once you feel settled in your content, once you've started to work out through creating what is really exciting you and where you really want to focus your work, you can start building it into what you do. Start redefining your job description if you need to. Settle back into being a person who can do this thing. The person who can work four days a month and it's not ludicrous and it's possibly possible. You can start making offerings which build on the content you've been creating and it all makes sense on the outside because your people have been following the journey. And then that's it. You've pivoted. And it wasn't exactly painless, but the point is not to not experience pain. It's to not let the discomfort stop you, but let it be a partner in your process. Discomfort means it's worth doing and you just need to trust yourself enough to know that it will work out. And you can know it will work out because when we listen to ourselves, when we step into what we're being called to do, it can't not work. You start doing work that is unique and that is inspiring and that pushes boundaries and it just makes you become magnetic to the right people. You just need to trust and do what you know is right. You can find the show notes and also the full transcript to read this episode and all other solo episodes on my website which is simpleandseason.com forward slash podcast and you can find me on Instagram at simpleandseason. If you have a friend who you think would really enjoy this episode, please do send them the link to the episode and let me know where you're listening online too. And until next time, I hope you grow with soul.